coming up. I wish we were not doing this right now, <laughs> oh, but God. instead we were out drinking. I'm just kidding. Today we have our review of Finnegan's at Universal Studios Florida to celebrate celebrate <laughs> to celebrate St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> oh my. Live from the Bob Varley studio. <laughs> In Orlando, Florida. This is the Universal Edition of the Diz Unplugged. This is episode 79 of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. The Diz Unplugged Universal Edition is brought to you by... Dreams Unlimited Travel. Let the experts at Dreams Unlimited Travel help you plan the perfect vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hi, everyone. Welcome to our episode today. As I said before, we are going to talk about our dining review of Finnegan's. Very good. But before we get there, I should introduce myself. I am your host, your official uh, redhead in the room. Craig Williams, but I am in zero way Irish at all, unless I don't know anything about my heritage or lineage or any of that, but pretty sure I'm not. So join with me today is Jenny Lindup. Hey, everybody. Are we talking about uh, Irish puns and celibacy today? Is We're that celebrating the celibates. Celebrating celibacy. Is that what St. Patrick's Day is about? About celibacy? Celebrating the celibates. <laughs> Something like that. Or is St. Patrick's Day about the day that, well, is that, St. Patrick's Day is the snake day, right? Something someone about Saint, someone with a snake. St. Uh, Patrick <laughs> drove the snakes from Ireland. He did that. It was a thing. So I, I heard something really about it. Sick mind, then technically celibacy works here. Okay. Also, are we supposed to be announcing our ethnicity in today's introductions? Um, sure. Yeah, we're going okay. the World War II route. <laughs> totally not Irish either. Oh. French and German represent. But you got your good old. But I, I do. I, I, um, I have my green on. I, oh, well, well. Dun, 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 bounce around. <laughs> I've got my green on too. Downtown. Multiple places. <laughs> on my shirt. On my pants. <laughs> uh, back on the controls are resident Irishman mm-hmm. who doesn't wish he was Irish because he, <laughs> he is, is Irish. Irish. And he also used Irish Spring soap today. I Irish Spring soap. I do. For the clean, invigorating feeling you can't get with any <laughs> other cleaning product. Go it smells like Irish my grandpa. Spring. Rhino Clavin. Hey. I am Irish. <laughs> like 90%. All right. So we got one Fantastic. in the room. We got one in the room. So, uh... Yeah, really big, exciting show today. Uh, I say that every week, and every week I let you guys down. So <laughs> sure, let's sure do. try not to do that this time. Um, wow, Finnegan's, a huge, huge dining review for us because it's the first uh, actual sit-down restaurant dining review that we're doing for Universal Studios Florida, that, that park. Then again, there is technically only two restaurants that we could actually <laughs> do that with, so um, odds aren't awful on that but i'm very excited to talk about it we had a a rather good time uh that i hope we will capture uh the essence of our experience 
from that meal during this show. If not, uh, Rhino also did put together a very uh, fun video that actually showed our experience there with just mild cursing, uh, <laughs> only <laughs> slightly offensive to people named Susan. P- PG-13. Um, old Susie. Old Susie. That <laughs> son of a <laughs> gun. I wish I had that on cue. Yeah, you know. I need a sound button back here. It's okay. Yeah, we, we need to bring... We need to bring back the prize Matron just for bleep purposes. <laughs> yeah. um, but no, so I'm really excited to talk about that. Uh, but before we get into everything, we are going to have some buzz today. Uh, a good amounts happened before uh, before we did this all over the week. Uh, but I got to throw it out to housekeeping. Whenever I don't, that's when we end up having it. Yeah, you know, I don't got anything this week. Sorry. Right, Rhino? Mmm. Mm. No, I don't think so. Yeah, I'm just trying, I'm trying to, to let uh, you sip that drink. <laughs> sorry uh, for all those listening out there. The reason that Rhino was stalling is because I was trying to have a drink of water. Sipping I'm, from the world's largest, uh, easily. Yeah, I, yeah. Keep, <laughs> just, I keep upgrading my drink <laughs> container sizes. So before I was at a 32-ounce growler. Now I'm at a 64-ounce uh, insulated growler, and, and then next uh, week you'll be at the uh, water cooler level. Oh yeah, no, I'm I'm about to just bring a gallon jug, and it's time. Go nuts. Oh, see, I uh, don't it's time. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to keep wasting. Uh, I don't want to just keep wasting everyone's time with small cups. I want to. I want to just be efficient about it. Want to be efficient. Yeah, you know, I'm all for it. Save save the environment. Save it. Uh, well, since I guess there is no housekeeping today, uh, let's go ahead and kick it off in the buzz. Boom, kicked. Okay. Uh, no, Rana's not going to say Oh, did you want me to do the No. Actually, I, I do have to mention this is kind of housekeeping. Um, Great. I already put up the lower <laughs> no, 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 no. You're good. It was uh, in, in terms of, uh, hmm. you know, every once in a while I go back and look on iTunes for our reviews whenever someone actually posts them. Uh, all my pleas for iTunes reviews have been kind of helpful uh they haven't been been the best reviews uh, oh ouch (laughs) just throw that out there uh we got we got at least a couple good ones in there but one of them uh was one of them was a one-star review where apparently they've listened since day one of the show but they've just had enough with our random singing (laughs) 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 they gave up on it like they're like i i held in there for two years And they are still doing that. Then this. they went with the musical episode, and I was out. Yeah, I... Serenading every woman that uh, left a comment last week. I, She's not going to like the... Uh, well, that person's definitely not going to enjoy the review of Finnegan's video I put up, because <laughs> there is some singing in that. Listen, our singing is what makes this show awesome. So with that, let's take it into the buzz. Buzz! Okay. Uh, the <laughs> first wow. item in the buzz today, everything that's buzzing, is... Uh, well, last week, if you watched our show or listened to it, you heard me say a lot of harsh words about the yeah. world. Yeah, for we had this the, discussion the about WWE the rumor on the WWE restaurant going into NBA a. restaurants. C- I was like, there's another letter in there, and I need to pick the right one. The NBD sports restaurant. No big deal sports restaurant. And if everyone remembers correctly, Craig over here said... This is not happening. It's all been but confirmed that there's going to be a chocolate restaurant going into that space. Well, this last week, it has been confirmed. Boom. 
The Toothsome Chocolate Factory is coming later this year to Universal CityWalk. Yes. So for everyone out there who said that I was being completely rude and making presumptuous... And and making presumptuous. (laughs) Making presumptuous claims about the amount of money that people that follow the WWE have to spend on extravagant restaurants and Hall of Fames. <laughs> Apparently Universal agrees with me because Toothsome Chocolate Factory will be coming to that location. It is. Although, Look I do it. think you were being a little bit mean. Anyway. I'm not being mean. It was honest. Oh my I'm gosh. poor. <laughs> I, I am so in debt from all the crazy things that I do. I don't have money, but I accept that. I don't have money to do some of my favorite things that I want to do. It's just life. That's not really what the issue was, but moving on. Okay, so (laughs) this is going into that space near the entrance of Islands of Adventure, and the menu sounds pretty varied. Um, It's going to have... All day, an all-day brunch menu, actually, that has things like crepes and quiches on it. There's also going to be regular items like steak, seafood, pasta, sandwiches, salad. But they're supposed to somehow have a creative twist to them. I don't know what the twist is, but it's supposed to be special. Chocolate chips. I would say probably chocolate. On seafood? Yeah, why not? Yeah. Like a, like a mole sauce? Mole. Mole. <laughs> you sounded like you were throwing up or Mole. something. Mole. Um, okay, and then obviously they're going to have some really fancy desserts, and the pictures of the desserts have me very, very excited. It reminds me of some kind of cross between Willy Wonka and the Imaginarium of Dr. Parnassus or something. Okay, so I knew that at some point in time in my life I had something infused with chocolate and lobster and Jillian's going to be kicking me somewhere out there because I couldn't pick it up right away. It was the uh, Dogfish Head beer- Brewing makes a uh, chocolate lobster beer, beer? every gross. now and then. It actually wasn't as gross as it sounds. It was it was kind of decent. mildly yeah. appalling. I vomited twice. Yeah, <laughs> only twice. Uh, that's up from a couple times. But um, in that search for figuring out where I had chocolate lobster before, Bobby Flay has a recipe on his Food Network page for a chocolate lobster taco. Oh, Bobby. Using one ounce of bittersweet chocolate in it. So it's not out of the realm. Apparently, okay, some people enjoy this. You know what? This. I was excited about this menu until you started talking about chocolate lobster tacos. I think um, there's a, there's actually an, a, like an episode of Top Chef where they were like challenged to do meals with chocolate ones, too. I feel like I remember that. But there was also a season that was like just desserts. I think you just described every single episode, episode of, Top, of Chef. Top Chef. They have to use food. To make you don't food. food. That's weird. Wow. I thought it was just a special <laughs> episode I was watching. <laughs> weird. <laughs> so right. keep anyway, us going here. The the desserts, they've got a lot of um, milkshakes. That's kinda gonna be the special thing. Tell me, does okay. it bring all the boys to the yard? I hate myself, go on. <laughs> yes. What was I supposed My to respond to that? Bring all the boys to the yard. And they're like, it's better than yours. Oh no, we're singing. <laughs> Was that a setup? <laughs> I, I didn't do it on purpose. Uh, I don't even know what you're singing, but I'm. Oh, to ask. Whoa, hold it, shift it back for me for one second. <laughs> you have her? never heard Milkshake by, oh my gosh, I can't even remember her name right now. Start with the K, I'm pretty sure. Kesha? No, sweet Jesus, no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who you're talking about. 
Da da. da. Can you Never find mind. The cube? We'll we'll show it to you later. Okay. We'll, show it to you later. We'll Back put in on a little track. milkshake mu- music video here in a minute. Um. <laughs> <laughs> was that bad? Did I say this was okay. When you hear the song, you're going to understand. Okay. So listen to some of these milkshakes. Chocolate <laughs> times five. Uh, bacon brittle. Mm. Espresso buzz. Yeah. Red velvet. And key lime pie. Oh, yeah. Along with that, there's going to be ice cream sundaes. Mm-hmm. Like salted caramel flan, chocolate brownie bark, and s'mores. Good. Diabetes is going to feel real good. Exactly. Exactly. I, I put in the, the post that I wrote that we're all going to be lining up for cavities and dental drillings. You know what we should do? We should go here when it opens. We'll get the dessert here. We'll shoot on over to the, the sugar factory. We'll grab ourselves the fishbowl-sized <laughs> can filled with uh, the Swedish fish. And then we'll go and then to we'll the... we'll die uh, happily. Well, well, what's the indoor trampoline place? Because then we'll go there oh, and do back oh, clips for three rebounders. hours. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a good time. Look well, for that future vlog. Yeah, right, exactly. Callis um, or Keyless? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kalis. Kalis. There we go. Yeah. Kalisi. Um, okay. <laughs> okay, I so, did not know this person existed. We're almost done. Almost. So the last, the last piece about this is there's supposed to be a kitchen where you can watch them making the, um, the chocolate. They sell it in a store that's there. It's available to buy. And the whole thing is done in a 19th century steampunk type theme. The end. There it is. Again. Okay. Yeah. So let's let's talk about. We we can't judge the food yet. It hasn't come out yet. Hold on. I want to I want to say why this picture is amazing here. What, I like that they did this. Like the sun is coming out behind it, but then it's also got the spotlights on. But then it's like the trees around it. So you're like it. I imagine you're the kids Hansel and Gretel, and the witch has gone into like. <laughs> Some sort of industry thing, and this is what they walked upon in the middle of the woods. Whereas, I don't think there's trees or anything like this at City Walk. If there are, they're off to the side there. However, if NBA City looked that glorious yeah. in the mornings, <laughs> it'd still be around, I have a feeling. Um, <laughs> I, I, I am very excited about the menu for this. I think it just... It sounds so intriguing, so so radical, so different for anything else that is at Universal right mm-hmm. now. Uh, yeah, and I'll absolutely. even say uh, I'll throw on Disney in that. It's it's different for both places. So I, I think there's some serious uh, potential here for this being an amazing restaurant. Uh, the one place that I hit a glitch on is with the steampunk uh, part of it. I feel like steampunk is kind of on the way out. Uh, yeah, I won't. Not yeah. necessarily, but a, a bit on the way out. I won't debate that. And that it is that, a little bit post steampunkish here. However, it's not as trendy. Steampunk still in like the way that they're showing some of the interior photos. Photos. It's steampunk, but it's steampunk that actually has an elegance to it. Mm-hmm. It even if they decide to change the costumes for the people who are working inside the restaurant, I still feel like. Um, it will just look like this weird, bizarre turn of the century style place uh, if you strip away all the steampunk to it. So I, maybe that will give it some legs. I would have almost enjoyed a little bit more whimsy, going more for a, a Willy Wonka. You know what? I thought that uh, as well. In the Chocolate Factory ripoff. I thought that as well. You know, um, not Charlie in the Chocolate Factory. We don't need any more of that crap. <laughs> Willy Wonka specifically. Willy Wonka. Um, when I was writing the article, I, and I mentioned this before, like it, it feels like it's got a little bit of that. You know, we have um, 
some movies out there that are very whimsical, like you're saying, but with a, a steampunk type flair, like Imaginarium of mm-hmm. Dr. Parnassus and that, that type yes, of thing. For and all as ten I was, people who saw that. <laughs> I was one of the 10. Um, so anyway, I really did like the concept art, but I thought something similar, like they probably could have dressed this up a little bit more and made it a little bit more, um, I, don't know. I think whimsy is a good word. Let's yeah. just stick with that one. I, I kind of like this factory setting here, like, if, or at least this rendering of it in this photo looks kind of neat to me, but I haven't seen those other photos that you were talking about, so I don't know. It's a lot of... Brass, dark wood, oh, gadgetry. Um, oh, I'm sorry. I could have shown you them. I didn't realize there was more than one photo <laughs> yeah. here. Yeah. Oh, I have seen these. It's a bit straightforward. I the thought it could have done with maybe faces. a little bit more yeah. splash of color here and there. Well, it's um, amazing. But, but, it, but it, looked, it does look great, and it does look sophisticated. Well, will you look at that? She's in the exact same position in two different places. <laughs> I can see your dreams, children. <laughs> children. Children. <laughs> this is actually the chocolate factory inspired by the child catcher from... <laughs> From uh, Chitty, um, bang Chitty, bang. Chitty Bang Bang. Yeah. <laughs> that was part of the Crino episode. See, you, you guys it. have all the fun <laughs> without me. Out on the child catcher video. I need to just not miss any more episodes because apparently that's when all the fun stuff happens, and I just Jenny. am left behind. It was a weird one, <laughs> just to say the least. Um, I, yeah, I, I think the the most positive thing about this though is you know we we did discuss pretty much all the rumors of what could go in this place, and what we end up getting is another unique. Uh, new creation done by Universal instead of an outside chain coming in and putting mm-hmm. their stamp on it. And that's what's most important about this, that Universal is realizing that they have the potential to do these great things. And instead of outsourcing it, they're doing it themselves. And uh, I cannot wait for that. It's exciting. Yep. So let's move on to the second news, which is also exciting and of epic proportions. Let's say Kong-sized proportions. Uh, New details were released about the Kong ride vehicles, Skull Island, Reign of Kong. So, uh, you know, we've we've been told in the news about these vehicles uh, from time to time about how big they were going to be and uh, just how how amazing these things were going to be. And uh, Universal finally kind of released a little bit more on it uh, in terms – well, they – kind of released basically everything that they're willing to say about it so these vehicles weigh 17 tons wow Four, 40 not 14 40 feet long 13 feet high and will be able to carry 72 people 13 feet high 13 feet high that's like take craig stack another craig on top of it and then a fetus <laughs> uh <laughs> <laughs> okay, that was a good one. I don't even know how to re- react to that. <laughs> I was just thinking, and then reach up for the light bulb, but you went right into the womb. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, what? What? Why? Why are the vehicles thirteen feet high plus a fetus? Okay, well, uh, you know, it's, these are your expedition vehicles, the Eighth Wonder expedition vehicles that are going to take you deep into these. Uh, these amazing jungles and environments. Um, uh, first off, this is going to be a trackless ride system. Uh, we known that for quite some time because you could see the progression from uh, the top of 
uh, Camp Jurassic, whenever you get to the tippy top of the one one overlook, you could see down and there was never a track appearing. Um, and so it's a trackless ride system uh, for people out there who don't know what that is. Uh, if you've ever ridden Great Movie Ride or Tower yeah. of Terror, think about how Luigi's Crapola, whatever the new thing is. Yeah, um, the Empire of the Penguin in SeaWorld. Exactly, it's you don't see anything on the ground, but it's all using sensors and advanced technology. It tells everything where to go and to not go off path. So, uh, obviously, because of that, there's going to be a lot of computers held inside these ride vehicles to make them work uh and i I think they're going to be absolutely brilliant i still haven't been able to get over to the overlook and see these uh, ride vehicles testing um which i i hear they're not doing it that much during guest hours but sometimes early in the morning uh and then closer to later on in the day they've been out there moving so hopefully i'll get a chance to see it at one point uh regardless as they get closer and closer to opening they're going to start running more and more to get the testing process going so uh it's just a matter of time before i get to check it out but besides that they also uh, announced the people who will be driving the vehicles five big personalities five big ones five big old personalities who so are they, Craig? We have Becky Callahan, the loose cannon cowgirl who isn't phased by the dangers awaiting her on Skull Island. Oh, goodness. We have Will Denham, the fresh-faced, adventure-seeking, younger cousin of famed movie director Carl Denham. Inventor of jeans. Carl Denham, of course, was played by Jack Black in the 2005 Oh, so they're, gr- they're grabbing oh, this one here okay. in a time frame. Okay. Yeah, okay. all kind of linked together. Jinx Costanza. A hard in New York City ex-con Can't who is stand. wary of the island's mysteries. Kalana, a mystical descendant of the natives who first settled on the island. Charles Doc Jordan, a PhD student in paleontology who took time off his studies to explore the world. I have a question. Yeah. Are any of these people in that series that they put out, those webisodes about the ride? No, no, no. Those are, I haven't watched and stayed up with them, but from everything that I understood, those are more of like an outside documentary looking back onto the island. As to how the island came into being. Yeah, whereas this is all taking place in that, you know, this is the expedition team that's leading us into the perils of skull island yes that's what i would say i i I don't know though okay i I haven't written it yet um but i i again i haven't really been up to all of the discussion about uh the details on this ride and because i've i really for the first time i've been been trying to play this one as closely to staying away from the rumors and uh just waiting for the official news but we we talked about it before and I don't know where it ended up on, but uh, the potential of using actors as drivers or uh, going the route of using projection systems, kind of like uh, how Christopher Walken was portrayed in Disaster and do it that style and have them in there. And just based on the video, I could be completely wrong, but it looked like they would have easily been able to do that projection Interesting. In the driver's seat. So everyone sitting in there looking forward would really think that there's someone driving there. And then that that would have the potential to, I don't know if all these people will individually be driving the cars or if they'll be coming in at points to drive the cars or what. But I guess it would enable 
people to like swap in and out for that and then at one point there was a wild rumor that kong would pull your driver out of the car and then that would still Mm. kind of that's cool come into play where that whole technology could be really be used for it but um i I love how universal is building up this hype for this attraction uh they 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 could easily go the disney route and show little to not so impressive information but it seems like now they're stuck in this rhythm as it gets closer and closer that they want us to be pumped by it and i am i'm super well it definitely sets expectations high because i have to say it again we haven't been on the ride i don't know for sure what it's going to be like but from the things that you're describing I don't know other rides that are like this. So it's kind of cool to see that they're going, they're kind of stepping out of the box rather than repeating an old concept, maybe blending some concepts. But, you know, do you know what I'm saying? It's not like Transformers just is is kind of like Spider-Man repeated in a new, you know, with new things to look at. Yeah, this is absolutely. This is something very, very different. This is the first of its kind. I mean, it's for universal it's the first of the kind for what they're doing um you know you think of it as just maybe one one section of their tram for a tram tour and going through some of these elements but we already know it's going to be a lot more than that it's more than just 3d movie it's it's this whole environment they're creating so it's it's gonna be good i have a question yes that is not necessarily related but you said a bunch of stuff that made me think of it are you talking about Pteranodon Flyers? I am, yes. Yes, I figured you would when I said early at night and later on in the day. Well, and, and you also said, um, you said Jurassic Overlook and then you said paleontology. So there was a lot of keywords that just <laughs> kept it buzzing around in my head. But this is we'll the buzz. Out there. Oh, Jugs Ba-boom. McGee. Put your jugs away. Right, Craig? <laughs> Set it up and I will, I will knock it down. I don't know how else to say. Okay, Rhino was asking about Pteranodon Flyers. Uh, oh, it's oh, been swirling oh, wait, I around. Wait, the... let me do it now. Oh, Jesus Christ. So the, it's been <laughs> swirling around out Crimity. there. <laughs> that apparently they've been doing some testing um, w- with Pteranodon Flyers that um, would involve you being able to ride without a child. Yes. No. <gasps> I just got happy. Yes. Well, I don't know if it's true because I have had some people go and they weren't doing it. So I... It's clearly just a test. It's, yeah, it's a test. You might get lucky, you might not, based on time, and there may be no results that actually come of it. So only time will tell in this case. That's why I didn't throw it in, because I felt like it's cool. It is something that would have been housekeeping. It would have been perfect housekeeping. Well, housekeeping could show, up. show up at any time after 9 a.m. You mm. just don't know when you're staying in Hotel Dis Universal Unplugged Edition. Wow. I didn't say that right now. <laughs> way off. Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. The hotel. Oh, Ab- my God, I hate myself. Absolutely. Okay, so we are going to close up this buzz with one more quick story. Uh, just something that we completely f- flew over last week, probably during my rage of going off on WWE. Uh, we completely forgot to mention it, that uh, right now, Everything's pointing towards uh, Nintendo debuting at Universal Studios Japan. That's right. Uh, in 2020, so just ahead of the uh, the Olympics coming to Tokyo, which mm-hmm. means that that will potentially be the first park 
that gets any Nintendo addition to it. And now we see how the partnership between Universal and Nintendo came into play. But, well, I'll let you, I'll let you go with more details before I ask my question. Go ahead. Well, there's not a lot of details yet. Uh, there's a couple things that we do know. Uh, first off, um, this is not officially released news. This was revealed by Sankai News. And uh, right now they're saying that Universal and Nintendo will be investing over $350 million into the brand new land that people are already saying is a theme park. Because the morons who aren't in the theme park world, like everyone watching, listening right now, and... All of us out there. Don't know how to use terminology. Yes, it, there is a difference between a theme park and a land in a theme park. Um, but based on the size of this map that they put out there to show it, um, it's going to be right around the size of the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. Yes, we all know of that one. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, that's all we really know right now. However, I've heard some things, not sure on the truth, the validity of them, but uh, with all of it, it's that Japan's getting it first, followed by California, and then oh, down the fudge. road to us with Florida being last. That, maybe, maybe not. See, but. and you answered my question before I even asked it, because I was wondering if you thought that the still that the Nintendo situation could come into play with all of the new land that Universal bought over on, you know, Universal yeah, Boulevard. I, I had heard at one point that we were going to get Nintendo first, since we're kind of pushing the boundaries on everything right now. And then it would be followed by Japan and then Hollywood. But since then, uh, Nintendo's been put on the back burner and uh, without giving away too much, there might be one attraction in the future that goes on the chopping block to be replaced, but mm. I can't talk anything at all about it. All I know is that it would be really sad if it ends up coming to be. Mm. But For I've got we'll to keep be, my stupid reasons. We'll I've be got losing to keep my mouth shut on then. that. Um, um, I mean, it makes sense to me. Like, it's okay that it goes in Japan first. Nintendo is their thing. You know, that's where it comes from. So it's kind of like, it's going to be a huge draw for that yeah. for that area. For that market. Yeah, exactly. And it is it is sad that we're going to have to wait so much longer for it. However, if, if all these rumors and all this stuff is true and it's going to go into a new park, I feel like what we'll end up with may end up being like 10 times better than what we yeah. were going to get, which kind of blows my mind even more because they're basically like, we'll hold it because if we have more space, then why not make it even better than we had before? Yeah, I mean, this this first one is supposed to be just Mario-oriented, not taking all of the characters in the Nintendo landscape. So I think by the time we do get it, it will be a fully fleshed out, realized version. Yeah. Uh, and it will be the best it can be. Um so I, you know, we'll see what ends up playing out with all that, but I can't wait for Nintendo to get here. I'm crossing my fingers that we don't get a Walking Dead year-round uh, haunted house like uh, the poor people in Hollywood just got. But we'll I, see what happens. I want to see if that even makes it the full year because it, I was doing, I was just thinking about it. Is that so? If it is a full year-round haunted house, and they keep it staffed the way they do, keep like a Walking Dead haunted house staff, like that's going to require a lot of characters in makeup every day from open until close, yes. as opposed to just like several hours, See, some nights a week. Your your first experience was just last year, but this isn't abnormal. Universal had uh, 
actually five different houses on the upper lot before this. So they didn't say where this was going. I think it's going on the lower lot. But whenever you walked in the park, uh, right on the left side as you came in was actually, that's where the year-round house was. It was like stage 17 or something like that. The last iteration that was in there was Universal House of Horrors, and it was this big mashup of like classic monsters Wait, and, and it other stayed, stuff. Wait, it stayed for yeah, other than Halloween around. Horror Nights? Yeah, oh. actually, at Halloween Horror Nights, they would change the house, and they would adapt it to whatever oh. theme they could put in. That's so the year I went, yeah. it was it was an actual full face-off house instead of, how we just got the, the walk through zone. Hollywood with yeah. that was completely crappy. You can say it now; it's been enough years. But their face <laughs> out, their face off house was out of this world. It was so cool. Um, so this this isn't anything new for them. It's stuff they've done before, huh. and uh, you know, I I will reserve judgment out always until we get to see it. But you know, take take the one franchise that. We say that we are consistently sick of seeing it Halloween Horror Nights, and now let's Make give it, it to us 365 <laughs> yeah. or 66 days of the year and do it. But, hey. Hey. Okay. Hey. Are we hey. done? I think that's going to do it for it. So, let's get to the whole reason that everyone came here to hear us talk about Leprechauns. And are you t- are you did you just say that with a French accent? Leprechaun. I was thinking who's Les Leprechauns, Leprechaun. 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 Let the good leprechauns roll. <laughs> we did it. We did it. Was this in? Did it make it in your video? Uh, no. I ended up cutting it out because I wasn't doing. It. I'm the leprechaun. <laughs> I'm the leprechaun. There we got it in there. I wasn't so. doing a good uh, a good uh, Garth impersonation in the video, so I got rid of it. I'm going to start calling you Darby O'Gill. <laughs> Is that Enya? Hey, no. <laughs> oh, no, that's Sixpence and Richard, yeah, the other people. No, it's not. But uh, we are ready to talk about our Finnegan's Dining Review. Uh, but before we do it, uh, here's a little bit of the video of the actual uh, Finnegan's establishment and some of the food and decorations give you an idea of what it looks like. So for those of you who are listening and want, want, not watching, you'll be able to find this at youtube.com slash info. And for everyone watching, here it is. So that was... Special? Special. Yes, that was special nonetheless. Nonetheless? Nonetheless. Nonetheless. Finnegan's, where dreams go to... Die. Eat food. <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> Finnegan's. Why did we not come up with a catchphrase sooner? I think you used them all up. Yeah, because right we said that in the other blog, there's the Finnegan's. Will we come again?s Yes. And then and we uh, can't ruin that. I said that. Yeah. We Finnegan's. can all tell them to watch the YouTube channel for that vlog, though. Yes, for everyone who's like, you know what. I don't want to hear what they have to say right now. I'd rather go and watch it. Uh, screw these guys. Yeah, screw you guys. Now's the time to go do that or whatever. Or just stay here and listen you to You can't us. watch it until three, so both. joke's on you. You should have stayed here. Man. Wow, that really applies to only the people watching live right now. <laughs> well, I like to find an audience and just get the niche. <laughs> I, I like, if, if more than three people are listening, it's not my yeah. type of thing. So, Finnegan's is an Irish bar and grill in the New York portion of Universal Studios, Florida, uh, basically directly across from Revenge of the Mummy. Uh, 
Finnegan's is open year round, like most restaurants and things are inside the theme park. Uh, however, it really is best at this time of the year. Maybe it's the St. Patrick's Day mood in the air. Maybe it's the fact that a lot of Mardi Gras is happening right in that area during this time, and uh, there's a nice big full bar inside there. It, it could be a whole lot of things, but regardless, Finnegan's is a special place. Uh, I've I love had how we're getting we're getting there. so philosophical here. <laughs> it's it's the best way to uh, to do things. Okay. If you can't get philosophical, what is the point of living? Um, oh, that itself was philosophical. <laughs> I uh, exactly philosophy. Just do it. It's universal. <laughs> philosophy is universal. So I la, la, la. I have a love relationship with um, obviously. As always, we get over here very on the Americanized side of Irish-English food. Uh, I love pub food. Uh, clearly, look at my body type. I, <laughs> I love pub food. There's, the fastest way to uh, add on some pounds is a, it's a pile of fish and <laughs> chips and a nice beer and some beer, nice something with cheese. Nice dark porter, you know. You know. So... My heart hurts. Of course, I was excited. I, I've actually, I've had Finnegan's a couple times. Uh, once a long time ago, just sat at the bar and had fish and chips. Had a very nice experience with that. Uh, and but at the same time, it also didn't blow me away that I went back soon. Uh, I just dined there over Halloween Horror Nights with my sister. Mm-hmm. I was just going to say that we I had a to go at Halloween Horror Nights. We had a decent experience then. Um, uh, it, it was good. It was good. And then we did this. Mm. And I think I'm still on the same level with this place. You're consistently meh. D- good, not great. Yes. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about some of the pros first. Um, pros, it seems like this place is genuinely <laughs> easy to get into. I'm sorry. Because I thought in my head I went pros before host. <laughs> Go ahead. Nice. Fantastic. <laughs> it's um, an Irish bar. Pros, not before the other things. <laughs> uh, it's genuinely easy to get into this place a lot of times, uh, except during busier periods like Halloween Horror Nights, where this place will fill up, especially... Uh, it, it, Finnegan's is one of the locations of the the corralling uh, the corralling of the, of the early entry. What's it called? Scare, stay and scare or something? Yeah, the stay and stay and scream. And uh, so this is actually that's why my sister and I ate there because we yeah. needed a place to eat. So it's a good <laughs> we, way to kill time. Yeah, no, a- absolutely. Um, and other pros about this place, I love the interior. I love the decoration. Uh, as you saw in the video, which I didn't. I didn't include any pictures for everyone watching live now, so you you already saw it, though. There will be pictures in the show notes, of course, of this actual place. And we also have pictures on our Facebook page. That's a good point. We do Mm -hmm. have pictures of it on our Facebook page. I saw a little post this morning. Yeah, we created an album with a few pictures of Finnegan's for y'all to browse through. Yay! (laughs) Okay. And uh, (laughs) And with that... I, I love the decoration. I mean, it's... All, all over the place, just layered with the classic Guinness signs. My goodness, my Guinness. Stuff like that. I, I love 
all of the memorabilia that's kind of hanging on the walls. Uh, the fact that they have a musician that plays in there uh, various times throughout the day, uh, playing a lot of classic Irish music. Uh, like the Proclaimers? Just, yes. 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 Yeah. Yes. If, did you want yes. me to sing it? Yes. Yes. Uh, oh, I, I would walk 500 miles, miles and yeah. I would walk 500, 500 miles just to be the man. <laughs> we Walking are definitely meeting the song quota for this episode. <laughs> Your iTunes reviews do not matter to us. <laughs> nope. Um, this musical podcast. Uh, I love the bar here. Live I, music. I yeah. love the bar. This is uh, it's a full great. bar in here. Uh, the, so by full bar, it means uh, you just you have all types of liquor, liquor, liquor <laughs> is liqueur. liqueur and liquor that is available at your expense, um, as well as a nice selection of beers going from your Guinness, Strongbow, Harp, uh, and then Bud, Bud Light, Yingling, all that. If you're not feeling adventurous into the English Irish realms. When you um, say full bar, do you also mean that you can order off the menu at the bar? Yes, you actually also can order off the menu at the bar too. So for people like me who uh, like to eat at bars, this is a good place that you can do that. And also, weirdly enough, there's this one inside the interior. Uh, there's this one long like table that goes down, has a break in the middle, and then continues on. And you can actually stand there and also order. And just stand and eat your meal. Which is a nice thing to know about because on the occasions when the restaurant is packed and you cannot get a seat, you're still welcome to walk into the bar area. Right? Yes, that's I, actually... I, I'm agreeing with you, but I was okay. waiting for him to say something. <laughs> Bueller? Bueller? Sure can. <laughs> sure can. Well, here's the problem. So we just make complete asses out of ourselves because the Proclaimers are Scottish. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot! Uh, yeah. Vagina, vagina, it's all the same. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Yes, we are arrogant. It's not all the same. I Americans. really apologize to anybody who I just offended because I am not Scottish. I am sorry. Yeah, there you go. That just happened. Okay, well, give <laughs> yeah, me a yeah, good. Yeah. How about Enya? She's Irish. I know that for sure. But and you're going to tell me she's gonna not. You're going to sing Enya be... now. Let's just stop making assumptions about who and who isn't Irish. (laughs) Okay. I'm just soothing people into a coma or a car accident, one of the two. So the bar here is amazing. Uh, Again, Halloween Horror Nights, we're talking very busy. This is a very busy location. I'm just visualizing Uh, rhino soothing people into car accidents. Sorry. Wow. (laughs) Sorry. Um, Maybe I've been to the bar already today. Am I right? Okay. All right, sorry. I wish I was there. Uh, <laughs> I just double in your efforts. Da- I stole your joke. Oh, I'm sorry. No. I don't want to spend too much time just talking about this aspect. Let's talk about what we came there for, and that was food. The, eaten. It was the food. That was the food. The food to eaten. So the grubs. Finnegan's, as we already said, um, it is English Irish standard fare. Uh, I'm going to kind of go over what they consider to be their their signature menu items, the ones that uh, it's their original recipes uh, for appetizers that would range from their Finnegan's potato and onion web, which is essentially just, uh, you know, onion straws and the and 
potato sticks that have been fried like those hash brown yeah you're, you're essentially just ingesting oil it's crunchy oil but it's good uh scotch eggs which we're fans of scotch eggs we'll talk about these ones though uh cornish pasties we'll also talk about those uh here's my problem on their appetizer menu they have irish chicken stingers uh so basically what they did was they just <laughs> did buffalo chicken tenders and they put the name Irish in front of it and sold it as... They're like, what word can we I use besides like tender? I, Sting them with it. Yeah, I really feel like they did that with a couple items on their menu. Yeah. Uh, like the Irish cob salad. Yeah, yeah. They, they added a little <laughs> they shreds of corned beef. And yeah, like, they added Irish. corned beef so they'd, and they topped it with a scotch egg. So I'll give them a little bit more credit on that. Uh, other things with the soup, the Celtic chicken club salad, which this is where you would go. Like the, the only thing that sets it apart from any other kind of like chicken club salad is that they put on the potato and onion web. Uh, oh, okay. on so the, you went for your healthy option and really um, you went with the heart attack that came with it. Yeah, exactly. So uh, then going on to the entrees, uh, fish and chips, that isn't one of their... Uh, one of their classic Irish fares that they came up with the original uh, recipe I was for. Say, isn't but that primarily a British thing? Yeah, but I mean, regardless, you always think of any time you're going to go into a restaurant like this, you would expect fish and chips to be like a signature item. Here it's not. They have instead the Guinness beef stew, not to be mistaken with the Guinness beef and lamb stew over at Diagon Alley. They have a shepherd's pie. Um, the dingle seafood pie. <laughs> uh, There's a name for you. And nothing the, says eat me like dingle. The oh. corned beef sandwich, which uh, was maybe something that we got. And uh, their last signature item from the entrees is the web burger, which is a burger that again uh, has the crispy potato onion web on Shoot, top. Shoot, I feel like we should have got that thing now. Yeah, you know, whenever it shows up in the menu so many times, <laughs> you realize we've missed <laughs> an opportunity made a mistake. there. Yeah. But, you know, I do care about my health right now. I'm trying to get into better shape. Uh, the best way to do that is by not ingesting crunchy grease. That's true. Uh, and, of course, there's a ton of other things on the menu. Corned beef and cabbage, uh, chicken, steak, bangers and mash, all that stuff. It, it's all on there. So let's go over what we had. So um, let's talk about our least favorite appetizer first. Let's talk about that. Yeah. There's so Cornish pasties. Boom. Cornish pasties, bite-sized pasty pies stuffed with ground beef, potatoes, and carrots, served with homemade apple beet salad. Um, bees? Beets. Beets? Beets? Bees. Yes, they did it again. <laughs> I'd been waiting for you to say the word beets this entire yeah, episode yeah, yeah. to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was doing a rest development. I don't know what you're doing now. I'm Are you in keep, the proclaimers mode? Back to the proclaimers now. <laughs> yeah, da, 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 da. Back to the... Da, 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 da. Uh, <laughs> so uh the cornish pasties i guess i was the only one at the table who actually enjoyed these well first of all i'm gonna tell you right here you just described it as having like potato and carrots and peas in it and i only remember meat in mine can i tell you how i describe it uh, well it, it if, if you have <laughs> when this is over when that video goes live you should watch jl's reaction of eating these <laughs> 
Am I eating this wrong? Am I eating this she wrong? She's just like, I have mm, This is good. I thought, oh, God. <laughs> like it just changes That's so exactly fast. exactly what happened. I took a bite. I thought, all right, this works. And then as soon as Rhino cut the camera, I nearly threw up. Something went very wrong in the process of tasting this thing. It tasted like... Garbage. Dog, dog crap. You I called mean, it a it, you called it a dog a, a dog, dog biscuit turnover. turnover. Yeah. That is it tasted like dog food. I couldn't I took I couldn't She's very I tried. familiar with all It brands. was so bad that I asked multiple times if I was eating this incorrectly because apparently I was doing something wrong. I didn't know if I was missing a dip or a sauce. I thought there's no way that a human being is expected to ingest it as I just have because it is terrible the end no i i loved it i i didn't think it was the best pasty i've ever had not by a long shot but it wasn't bad it's good we could not differ on this more i I really felt i I think i was right in the middle i i i don't like beets and there was like a beet soaked into the bottom of it but i just thought it was bland i don't i don't know that i would say it was like terrible but you throw on that sauce from our other appetizer and i was on board but I sure, certainly did not eat another one, and that is uncommon for me. Mm-mm. Yeah. So the other appetizer, though, the other appetizer, was though, was a winner in in a sense in our books. Uh, that of course would be Scotch eggs. We can't go somewhere and not get Scotch eggs. It's uh, our signature thing at this point. It's yeah, it's our signature thing. Uh, bad singing and Scotch eggs. <laughs> uh, hey, you know Scotch what? They eggs. brought Scotch eggs onto the menu, so maybe it's okay that we have Scotch singers in our episode. There you go. Boom. Perfect. <laughs> she found it. Uh, hard-boiled egg wrapped in sausage, dusted with breadcrumbs and fried <gasps> breadcrumbs. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Said it. It's wow. the fact that you repeated it. <laughs> <laughs> he had to say it again just to actually catch it. Oh gosh, I have Jesus. to do some editing now. Yeah. Um, oh man. Oh, ooh, tears in my eyes. <laughs> that was exciting. <laughs> Bread crumbs. Warm with more apple beet salad and mustard <laughs> sauce. Um, I don't like you talking about it anymore. I don't think I've ever seen Rhino get that red. Oh gosh, I'm crying. I, okay, so the the um, this business here is probably oh, I've had Scotch eggs in three places now at Universal. It was Diagon Alley, uh, the bar at City Walk, the NBC Sports Brew and Grill, and here. And I think this is my least favorite, but I also didn't dislike them. I liked them a lot, and I thought the sauce with them was great. The mustard, whatever. The mustard was good. Yeah, the mustard was good. I'm not sure about those breadcrumbs, but the mustard was pretty good. Wow. <laughs> I, yeah, I just didn't listen to you, honestly. I just blacked out there for a second. Uh, not the best we had, but these were very good Scotch eggs. I enjoyed them. I'd get them again here. I love the sauce. All right, so I'm just going to confess. I know that I ate scotch eggs in all of those locations as well. I don't remember enough about how they tasted to do a comparison, I, but no, I liked these like just the fine. Sports ones because they didn't. had the, the okay. They were the crab ones. Remember, you had them oh, and you were like, "What's wrong yes. with them? Something's wrong with them." That's right. <laughs> Am I doing this right? Yeah, but it <laughs> comes up a lot. Now that I'm thinking about it. <laughs> 
Yeah, no, but I was cool with these. I liked these scotch eggs. <laughs> How's the chat room going? Bread, Greg? crumbs, and all. Yeah, uh, and the mustard sauce, as Rhino said, on par. Just excellent. I literally Did not had need it on everything. Did not need the beets at all. Um, at six fifty nine, I thought this was a much better deal, also than the Cornish pasties at seven ninety nine. Oh yeah, for but, sure. Hey, that's that's our taste. So let's move on to the entrees. Or actually, no, no, sorry, we have to talk about one important part here too. In between all that, the bread. The bread was served on a uh, four leaf clover, and it was a soda bread. A soda bread. So if you haven't had soda bread. Uh, before it's it's not just your normal bread it's a little bit different i enjoyed this uh especially the apple butter that was served with it oh, could have ate this apple butter forever yeah and it's ever delish it's good stuff i thought the bread was uh it was okay it was kind of decent but that yeah the highlight of that dish for sure that apple butter i would have like packaged that up and started my own apple butter company then you'd see me homeless on the side of the road somewhere but yeah. that's that you do good. that rhino so before before uh, we got our entrees, but after the apps, JL, you were delivered a side salad. I ordered a side salad <clears throat> to accompany my entree for a couple extra dollars. And the truth is... It's hidden in those tomatoes, JL. <laughs> there was beet apple salad in my salad. <laughs> Good like there was beet apple salad with everything else. Fortunately, though... I was a fan of the beet apple salad, so I didn't mind the fact that it showed up yet once again. And um, I'm not sure what this is saying for the rest of the meal, but that very simple salad was probably... The highlight of your... I would say the highlight, but then again, I did really like the scotch eggs. It was tied. It was tied. The side salad was good. Everything seemed fresh. I liked the beet apple salad... It was good. I didn't leave anything left in the bowl, which ended up being a good call because then we moved on to the entrees. Yeah. Yes, we did. And what did you get? I um, got the fish and chips. Boom. There they are. They look a little shiny here. Yes. So, okay. I'm not especially a fish person in general, but I do eat fish and chips on occasion, and I generally enjoy them. I did not enjoy these fish and chips because I am sure that there were probably five gallons of oil poured into each strip of fish. I felt like I was just eating oil and it was drizzling down my face. It was so (laughs) much. Are you thinking about breadcrumbs? No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. not. Anyway... (laughs) There was so much oil in these things that I uh, I couldn't make it past the first trip. I, I just mean, had we, to leave the rest of them. I took them home to my kids who, I, you know, they can have heart attacks. I'm just going to bypass that. It was like low lighting, too. And even in the low lighting, the photo here is like shiny. It, it was excessive. It really was excessive. I had no problem with the fish part. The fish part tasted good. It was just that oil... Oil and oil and oil, deep fried oil, grossness. Yeah, well, mine uh, was the Guinness beef stew, uh, just because I wanted to try it uh, and compare it to the beef and lamb stew over at Leaky Cauldron. And 
I wasn't um I wasn't disgusted by this. Uh well that's a glowing <laughs> review. <laughs> No, it, it really wasn't bad. Uh, country fair stew brimming with beef, carrots, and pearl onions and a Guinness-infused gravy surrounded, surrounding a stack of mashed potatoes at thirteen forty nine. Um, I felt that the size of the entree was very fair for the price, whereas your fish and chips at thirteen ninety nine, I felt was a little bit excessive. Excessive. However, let's also keep in mind that down the road at Disney, if you go to Rose and Crown. Their fish and chips that you would get at the restaurant is this one long piece of fish. Uh, but that's also, you know, that's very pricey, too. What about so, the fish and chips that you get on the outside of the Rosen Crown? On the outside one, I believe that one is around nine ninety nine, $10.99, $11.99. I eat except those, and I am very happy when I eat you those. You only get two pieces there. So you technically okay. get more with this, okay. and you get a little bit more chips. With this too, so I would say for the price, it's fair. However, it probably could have been closer to twelve ish. Uh, mine, I felt, was fair at thirteen forty nine. Flavor was good. Obviously, you don't taste Guinness in the gravy or anything. Um, but it was a good beef stew. It was really solid on a on a cold day. This would have been amazing on a the ninety eighty <laughs> to ninety degree day. Not as great. Um, not definitely not as great. But overall, it, it was a solid dish. I would have gave it a B right around that on a scale of I'm just making up letters and numbers in my head as we go along. Uh, I, I liked it. I would get it again. Um, I only finished about half of it. And I was going to take the other half home and reheat later because I think that's also important with the stew is the reheatability later on and tasting it. But I forgot my to-go box on the table and... Just ruined that whole plan. They so. bust you. But overall, I think I would feel comfortable ordering this again, but I'd probably be a little more tempted to try the bangers and mash the next time or get the fish and chips and see if it was if it was as greasy as with yours. But yeah, it was good. Rhino? Yeah, I had the corned beef. It had a special name that I can't remember, though. It was the probably the Irish oh. corned beef. It was. <laughs> it, uh, it, I think it had like... Tipperary yeah, corned beef sandwich, fresh break pretzel roll with warm corned beef topped with sautéed onions, Swiss cheese, lettuce, tomato, and pickle, served with wedge fries for ten ninety nine. Yeah, I uh, for uh, for ten ninety nine. Well, okay. First of all, the corned beef inside of the sandwich was actually like thin sliced, like um, deli meat, almost like like sandwich meat. And I that took me off guard a little bit because I thought for sure this was going to be like the chunks of corned beef that kind of like fall apart, you know. Um, what? <laughs> um, and uh, I liked that it was served on a pretzel bun. I actually thought that was kind of unique. I don't think I've ever had corned beef like served with a pretzel bun before. And it's something that um, when I eat my corned beef and cabbage tonight, I might see about getting some pretzel buns to like have it in because I thought it was a nice like um, I... nice little flavor contrast there um overall it was it was uh it was okay it was a little a little bland because there wasn't really like a sauce or anything with it so again like everything i ate that night i put the scotch egg like that spicy mustard on it which which i normally put my mustard on my corned beef and uh i thought it was actually pretty good like that i mean i ate the whole thing and the fries are pretty good too and you tell me 10.99 i think it's pretty pretty reasonable for what i ate yeah yeah hey i just have to throw this out there we have a uh, new universal show first Someone said mud butt in the chat room describing the food. Mud butt? Yeah. Interesting. 
diarrhea. <laughs> oh, okay. I was thinking oh. diarrhea the whole time, but I was like, well, J.O. was talking about the grease and the grease and the grease, and so I started laughing, not because the breadcrumbs, but all I could think was diarrhea. <laughs> So Lovely. we're just getting to whole new levels every, of class here. I know, yeah. Every episode we going just up. Take it down. Uh, Can't wait to see what the next level. one star rating says. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, let's go ahead and mention a couple more things before we wrap up uh, here. The food, which obviously we would call it mixed. Might be good, might be bad. All depends on circumstance you go in here. We did order a couple beverages. Uh, I myself had to get a Guinness there, but we're not here to review Guinness. That's been done a million times. Rhino did try an Irish car bomb here, so I feel like we need to bring that up for a second. Yeah, and uh, so I ordered an Irish car bomb. I think it was like a dollar more than the Guinness that you got. Yes. Um, what is an Irish car bomb? An Irish car bomb is Guinness, um, and then it comes with a shot that is half Bailey's, half Irish whiskey. Um And so they bring you the cup, which is a plastic cup. It's not the cup that the other beers are served in. A plastic, was that a 12-ounce cup, I think? And a regular glass shot glass. So the the thing that kind of threw me a little bit is the the beer is like less than halfway full. So it's not like when you do an Irish car bomb, it's usually like three quarters of the way full. It's not, you know, the glass can't be completely full because it has to be able to sustain the shot glass dropping in because you, I should have said that. Before you do an Irish car bomb, you take the glass, you take the shot, you drop the shot glass in, and then you chug the whole thing because the... Um, the Bailey starts to curdle in the beer, and that's the whole challenge, you know, drink the whole thing. Yeah, so this clearly wasn't that difficult because once I dropped the – I didn't drop the glass in. I just poured it in. It still was not even, like, really halfway full. So it was kind of like – it was it was okay. It wasn't it wasn't the experience I was impressed. hoping for. No. Yeah, exactly. It was a like, little bit – it was a bit anticlimactic. Exactly. Well, yeah. Anticlimactic, I think, is the perfect way to describe dessert as well. Yeah. Uh, d- there is no dessert menu at uh, Finnegan's, just a choice of dessert shooters that you can get, which include a raspberry cheesecake, uh, cookies and cream, a creme brulee. There was like a, f- a, a, and a sugar-free one, cake, too, I think. And yeah. then a sugar-free... Chocolate mousse. Chocolate mousse. Uh, we tried the strawberry cheese, or the not the strawberry, raspberry. the raspberry cheesecake, uh, the cookies and cream, and the creme brulee, and each one was just very interesting. Uh, I had the strawberry, or gosh, the, rast, rast, the raspberry, berry. and it was the Firm. world's thickest <laughs> cheesecake put in the world's thickest raspberry yeah. syrup. And I ate it all for some reason. I don't know why, but it was I ate all the creme brulee. These these shooters were dollar seventy five. Uh, so with the right choice, it might be worth it. But raspberry uh, cheesecake, no. They're 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 a dollar seventy five, and that's exactly you're getting exactly what you paid for. A dollar seventy five dessert, right there. Mm-hmm. Like that. That's the best way to describe it. Um, I I want to throw it out there while this happened too. Our service was not amazing. We sh- we finally had a strikeout <laughs> here. He was kind of like weird, but he also didn't like he kind of disappeared for long periods of time and then he didn't he like yelled the desserts to us from a distance and we didn't really hear and he kept leaving before we could like ask for more stuff and There was no dessert was okay. menu. We didn't get drinks for a while. You guys didn't get your drinks until your entrees were delivered, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. 
Yeah, um, my my, my uh, the car bomb didn't come to like. I think the entree was on the table, and then it came later. Like he just uh, he just seemed like he was really out he of was it. The worst. It was, not, it was not good service. It became a joke. No Gabby, that's for sure. Or John. We're uh, setting the bar. Did you two. say your opinion? I would say that my opinion of it is, it, it sounds like it's a negative opinion, but I honestly, it's the only sit-down restaurant in the park, right? Or, or is there Are we no? still talking Lombards. about desserts? I Lombards. said, yeah, okay. did you ever say what your opinion your, was of the uh, creme brulee? Oh, I said it while you were talking about the other thing. Oh, and then... It, it was okay. It, I don't know what it was. It was like <laughs> it was not blob like I know a... it said creme brulee, but I was like, "What is this?" Okay, that's wait, what wait. I was looking okay. for. Thank wait, you. Cookies need to, and cream. Yeah. Wait, we need to describe what happened. Rhino put his spoon into the sh- the shooter and pulled yeah, the spoon the other word you were back about to say out, and it was like creme brulee on a stick. Yeah, it was this complete block of creme brulee. Lobbiness. I thought it was cheesecake until I had some of Craig's cheesecake, and then I was like, "No, the give is too much on mine. Like, <laughs> yeah. This is cheesecake after it gave up." It was. It was a sight to behold. Yeah. Cookies and cream. Okay, cookies and mine was fine. I, I don't have any complaints about it, other than my little Oreo cookie was a bit soggier than I would have liked it to be. But you were fascinated by it. I was. Well, because it was small, and I know you guys say that there's these things called mini Oreos, but I didn't know they existed. <laughs> So um, the other thing that was a little bit unusual was the, they're still laughing at me. Am I eating this right? (laughs) (laughs) But am I eating this right? (laughs) Adventures in food with JL. Anyway, um, the whipped cream topping or what I thought was whipped cream topping, I'm not entirely sure that's what it was. It tasted more like the, it tasted more like double stuff, like the contents that you find in an Oreo. So that was a bit of a... (laughs) shocked me i thought it was when we went cream but anyway it was fine i didn't have a problem with my dessert i ate all of it and you know it, i'm i'm not raving about it but I, I didn't hate it it was it was good 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 uh final opinions throw it back to you jl you know i was a fan of finnegan's until this meal i um i just didn't have i usually you guys know finish everything on my plate Mm-hmm. takes me a little longer to get there, but I get there. I just couldn't do it with this one. Um, I'm not saying I will never go again. I probably will, especially on Halloween Horror Nights, just because it's so convenient. But I will not be ordering the fish and chips there ever again, I don't think. it was oh. That part was not a good experience for me. Interesting. Rhino. Okay, so I think it was two appetizers, three entrees, and the desserts, and it was like 60 bucks, right? 60 bucks after tip with our annual pass discount. Oh, after tip. Okay. After tip, yeah. So um, that's not including drinks. Yeah. It, um, I, it's like for, like I look at that price level and I'm kind of like, okay, it's actually not that bad. We were in a sit-down restaurant inside. There was a full bar in there. Um, I'm not. It's not some place where I'm knocking down the door to go back to, but I also don't think it's a bad option to go to. It is still one of my favorite like places to go get a drink. So I, you know. I'm just, it's a medium for me. I I think the key word here to describe Finnegan's is convenience. Uh, If it's convenient that there's no one trying to get in and you can go in and have a nice relaxing meal, then go for it. If it's, uh, if you're in the mood for something that's on the menu, uh, no beating around the bush, just go and, and try to get it. For the prices that are offered on the menu, it's really not that bad. They're, you know, you can do more damage 
at Leaky Cauldron or even Fast Food, Fast Food Boulevard, uh, it, you know, throughout the rest of Universal Studios. So I think, I think that it's kind of on par with what it costs to eat there. The quality, uh, the the atmosphere, everything combined uh, all together. Um, so I can't recommend it, but I can't say avoid it either. It's yeah. just mm-hmm. if if it works for you and you want to try to give it a shot, absolutely give it a shot. Uh, just just maybe don't have really high expectations. Yeah, manage. Manage, manage your expectations, expectations on this one. Well, thank you, guys. This was a uh, fun one. I can't really wait to get out of here and go... Eat some corned beef and have a Guinness, and uh, I'm definitely I'm doing that. That is in my agenda today. Go home, blasting my flogging Molly and and the rest of my Irish punk bands that I listen to. Oh yeah, name another one. Uh, let's see. What's the other one? <laughs> that's big D more the popular. Kids table? I don't know. What's the more popular one? I never could really be a big fan of them. Augustana. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Isn't House of Pain Irish? I only oh, know Flogging Molly, really. How, how did we not go to you 2 in all this Oh, Irish my God, talk? yeah. I'm going to go. You go do Flogging Molly. I'll blare the Joshua Tree on my way home. <laughs> <laughs> what? That's the name of their album. I, I understand it, though. Uh, Dropkick Murphys. There you go. There we go. There it is. Um, yeah. Never been a huge fan of them, but no, it's been a fun St. Patrick's Day. I can't wait to actually go and celebrate it. So we're going to wrap this one up. Uh, Of course, uh, for videos, photos, more, all that, make sure you're always following along to our social media, uh, Facebook, Twitter. That's it. Uh, A little bit of Instagram from time to time. Uh, That's the best way to keep up to date with everything that's happening in the news and all the adventures of our Universal team that we have there. And, of course, if you don't know where to find that, go to disunplugged.com. That's where our show notes belong. And there you will find links to everything we do and talk about, as well as all the other shows that exist on the Disunplugged podcast network. Uh, And make sure uh, you're subscribed to us on iTunes as well as YouTube, both of our youtube channels and uh make sure you're leaving us comments on itunes about how much you hate our singing and on <laughs> and on youtube now's the time people out there if you're you're watching this go ahead and click that click that thumbs up button let us know that you like what we're doing um and uh leave us comments engage with us we're willing to engage back but you got to make the first step in this <laughs> in this crazy game called conversations so thank you guys all again we appreciate it wouldn't be doing this without you so that's going to do it for this week's episode of the universal of the dis uh, un the resolution of the unplugged hotel (laughs) hotel uh motel six uh what what is this show again i i had a renamed version of it before and i already forgot it yeah that was tough so that's gonna do it for us we will be back with you next week uh for this episode where we'll, oh, we'll do our yeah. resolutions then we will but uh, until then remember St. Patty's is universal